Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm Sharon McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, a boutique real estate firm that is home to over 30 real estate sales and marketing consultants who service home buyers and home sellers throughout Boston, the South Shore, the South Coast, and Cape Cod. Our firm takes pride in assisting our clients in the next chapter of their lives by taking a holistic approach to their real estate endeavors. We believe that every move should be a moving experience. Every week, my real estate team member, Mary Baker, and I, along with the director of Boston Connect Real Estate, Melissa Wallace, provide you with our unique marketing approach to selling homes and share with you our expertise in navigating the home buying process. We like to mix it up sometimes, so not only will you hear our perspective on real estate topics, but you will hear the expert thoughts and opinions of some of our real estate agents at Boston Connect Real Estate and the preferred professionals that we trust. Be part of our roundtable. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and wherever you listen to podcasts at Talk Real Estate Roundtable. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me and my team or one of the dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate to discuss your real estate needs, you can connect with us at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. And hello to all our South Shore neighbors. You are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable with the McNamara Broker team here at Boston Connect Real Estate. My name is Melissa Wallace, and I am joined in studio with my team member, Sharon McNamara. Hello. I almost called you Sharon Baker. (laughs) We uh, might sound a little funny tonight because we're trying to get Zoom to work. Uh, They changed their settings, so we're on my cell phone uh, talking with Ben. So, Ben, can you hear me okay? Loud and clear, Melissa. Oh, perfect. We could literally be anywhere in the world right now, and yet (laughs) we're still in the studio on the phone. Um, But... Today we're going to be talking about waterproofing and water in basements and everything. Sharon's working on Zoom, but Sharon has a story for everybody. Um, Something happened last week that sort of sparked this um, topic for tonight. Um, We did have, who was it? Somebody from last year. His name's Tim, right? Tim Tim O'Brien from Watchman Waterproofing on um, a couple of times during our sort of old program that we did uh, before Sharon, or Mary and I joined Sharon. But, um, you know, so maybe he'll he'll call in or give us a little tips or something. And I know you reached out to Steve Cook, who's been on the show a few times from Imperial Inspection Services. Yes, and he actually might be calling in tonight. Oh, so. perfect. Yes, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how we're going to do that now. <laughs> um, we'll have to figure that out. <laughs> you keep talking into the microphone. I know. <laughs> gonna, no. I'm going to do that until 7 o'clock, just talking to the microphone and not into my phone. But, um, but I'm sure Ben will let us know if we don't sound all right. Right, Ben? You have no problem. Absolutely. And you know what? For being on a phone, we sound very good. And we do have Steve Cook with us on the line, too, if I push this button and it works appropriately. Okay. Uh, so okay. why don't you just give us a couple more minutes uh, just to sort of let our listeners know a little bit um, about how they can reach us and see all of our past shows and uh, how they can find us on social media and all that good stuff. And then, Ben, any chance that we can take maybe a quick uh, just a commercial break of any type for maybe a minute and two minutes and see if the Zoom thing works again? I'm sure we can. Give me just a second to throw that together for you. Yeah, All right. Perfect. 
great. Well, good. Melissa will tell everybody how they can find us. Yeah, so if you want to listen to any of our past shows, you can go to talkrealestateroundtable.com, um, and you can listen to our podcast there. If you have the podcast app, uh, we're on Spotify, iTunes, all that stuff. Um, you can go to bostonconnect.com, find all of our contact information, or find us on social media. We're McNamara Broker Team and Boston Connect Real Estate. Um like I said, Sharon is going to be getting into sort of a story that happened to one of our clients um, this past weekend or uh, the weekend before, rather, uh, having to do with water in the basement. So we wanted to talk about waterproofing your basement. What are the signs that you have water in your basement? How can you get water? How can you get rid of water? Um, all that fun stuff. So I'm not afraid of water, but I am afraid of the ocean. I have told Sharon that many times because uh, I think that a whale is going to come up and swallow me whole. But that won't happen in a basement. Um, I actually have another client that actually has this fear of water, and he has, like, gallons of water everywhere stored. So he's afraid of running out of water, but he's also um, afraid of having water in the basement. I was like, well, if he's afraid of water, why does he have water all around him? <laughs> so he's afraid of not having enough water. Um, oh, and you know what? We could have had uh, Mark McNamara join us. With um, we, we sort of talked about it last week about um, you know draining a tub. Mm-hmm. Uh, that has to do with water. Yep. Uh, <laughs> um, all right. So, Sharon, do you want to sort of just, I know we're going to be doing a little um, bit of a break, but do you want to sort of give a snippet about, you know, why we're doing this topic tonight? Sure. So, we decided to come up with this topic tonight just because, actually, I was online and I saw a little, every Friday you do our newsletter for all the agents and you, um, you know, it's always something funny. And I came across that one. A meme, yeah. So I came across a cartoon the other day that was quite funny. And it was a man, a woman sitting in a chair cartoon, and she's holding up the newspaper, and it just says weathered. And the guy is looking out of his window, but, like, it's filled up to the top. And it looks like he's looking into an aquarium, and there's a little fish in there. And it's like, have you know, have we had much water? So we've had record-breaking water in July, um, here in our area and in Boston, of course, and lots of people talking about getting water in the basement and water, water everywhere. So um, I did have a client that called me last week and said that he did have some water that was coming in and then he couldn't stop it. He couldn't control it. It was getting out of hand. And then I actually just ended up going over there, even yeah. though, mm-hmm. you know, I can't stop water from coming in. Mm-hmm. And then we well, brought back up. <laughs> I brought back up. I brought Mr. Mark McNamara with me because, um, you know, we're like, is this like something, if it's not raining anymore, the water must be coming from up, you know, in the ground. Yeah. So there must be a crack in the foundation or something like that. Actually, I'm glad Steve is actually on the phone with us. He's going to be joining us uh, right after we take this commercial break. But he actually did the home inspection at this house, yeah. and he did discover. He's like, they definitely had water here before. Yeah. Well, that was actually the, one of the first questions that I asked you after you told me the story was, did they have a home inspection? First thing, yeah, everybody should have a home inspection. Yeah. So um, that's what we were trying to stop all the water, and ultimately it ended up not even being rainwater or groundwater. The water heater went. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll get into <laughs> how you can get water in your face, not just from yeah. the sky. Exactly. So, Ben, any chance of taking that quick break before we get Steve on and really get into this? Let's go. All right. Sounds great.
Are you worried about your drinking? Or is someone else worried about your drinking? Alcoholics Anonymous has a solution. There is no shame in living with a disease called alcoholism. Regardless of your age, employment, or any other circumstances in your life, you deserve help from other individuals who understand what you are going through. Alcoholics Anonymous is here for you 24-7 at aa.org. Find online meetings at aaboston.org. I'm Peter Brown of Tiny and Sons Auto Glass in Pembroke. People ask me, is there anything they can do to prevent getting a broken windshield? Is there anything I can do to prevent getting a broken windshield? See? There is. Those big gravel trucks, when they're being loaded, rocks get stuck in the framework of the bed. Truck hits a bump, rock hits your windshield, it pays to stay way back. It pays to stay way back. However, if your windshield is broken, just call 1-888-64-TINIES. And thank you. We now return to Talk Real Estate, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services on 95.9 WATD. And we're back. Um, hello we're to all back. our South Shore neighbors. And we are up and running. And uh, you'll be able to see us pretty soon on Facebook because Melissa uh, did get everything all put together. And we're good to go. Um, I do want to bring our guest on because I know he is somewhere. So he can't really stay with us very long. So um, I just want to get some top tips from him uh, before he has to really take off. But he said he would call in. So we have Steve Cook on the line with us. He's from Imperial Inspection Services. Uh, he is the best of the best. Um, interesting. I was talking to a client the other day and uh, gave, you know, actually I set up the appointment for her, for Steve, and um, she had asked, you know, should I be looking at other companies as well? I said, you can, but I don't know any other ones. So there you go. <laughs> so, uh, Steve, do we have you? I believe so. Good evening. Hi. Hi, Steve. Hey. <laughs> well, Thank you so much. I know I did call you this afternoon. It was a last minute sort of decision to sort of change. And it was all because of me finding a cartoon this morning. So uh, <laughs> there we go. And I know you are on your way to an appointment or you're at an appointment. So um, well, I have just... about 20, 25 minutes. So take your time. All right, perfect. Well, tonight we're going to be talking about water woes and how to avoid them. And I'm not sure exactly what um, Melissa had called this, but, you know, we're just talking, there's been so much water going on. So I'm wondering if you're seeing a lot of interesting things at your home inspections, which is one thing. Um, I'm hoping that you'll be able to give our listeners here on WATD and we're on Facebook and everything. Mm -hmm. um, if you'll be able to, you know, shed some light on things in maintenance that people can do to avoid situations where they would end up with water in the basement and some of your top tips. So I don't know where you want to start, but did you hear some of my story about water in the basement and Mark and I was over, I were over there? I found out being a uh, water tank, a hot water tank. Ended up being a water tank and here's my client. Yep. So it was the house in Whitman, the ranch. Um, the one that, you know, the shingles weren't what they were told they were. Remember that one? Um, I do remember that, yes. Yeah, so he called because he said that there was some water. And I just think it's interesting. And this is one of the things that is so important for our listeners. If you're buying a house and everybody, we've been talking about this. So many buyers are waiving their home inspection contingency to get the house. And I don't recommend that. I mean, Mary and I go through homes because we've been through so many of them with Steve. We have a lot of experience with it, but we're not the professional. I, I thought that there was water 
there, at some point there was water in this basement. I asked the agent, she said no. Then Steve did the inspection and he picked up on a couple things in particular. So I asked again and then suddenly there was like a ice dam or something. But do you wanna give some of the indicators to you that there has been water in a basement before when you are doing a home inspection for somebody? Yeah, first thing, you know, as soon as you open that door to the basement, if you have that musty odor, that's usually the first sign of high humidity or potential uh, water in the basement. And then uh, as you proceed into the basement, then you kind of walk around the foundation. And another sign is if you see this white, like, fluffy stuff that's on the foundation, uh, that's called efflorescence. And that's usually an indication of uh, water collecting on the outside of the foundation, kind of seeping in and causing that lime or salt to leach into the home. Uh, another sign is if you look at the support columns of the house, whether they be made out of metal or if they're made out of wood, if you look at the base area, usually if you have a, um, say a steel column, usually you find a distinct rust ring along the base. And that's something, it isn't from one or two times that you have water on the base, and that's usually an ongoing problem. And usually the height of that distinct rust ring usually kind of lets you know the elevation of the water downstairs, whether it be an inch, six inches, or, you know, a foot at times. And the same thing would relate if you get into uh, wooden support posts. Um, then you see the water stains. And in worst-case scenarios, if you have a lot of water, it will tend to decay or cause wood rot on the actual uh, supports. Mm -hmm. And those are things that are not easily changed inside the home. You know, a lot of people, they'll paint the basements. That's usually a good sign that they have a concern downstairs downstairs. Uh, but there's so many things you can look at um, to see if there's been a past problem or, you know, an ongoing concern in the house. And the last thing that we look at are the stairs leading to the basement. Those have usually been there since the house has been built. And if you look at the base of the stairs in relationship to the floor, you have the stringers which the treads sit on. And usually you'll see water stained foot rod or some sort of decay. And that's another indicator that the basement has had water before. Some mm -hmm. things you can do on the outside of the house to help, you know, sometimes subside and sometimes actually eliminate water is, you know, one, keeping your gutters clean, and then two, making sure they're flowing properly towards the downspouts. And if all that is happening properly is where your downspouts join up with the ground, it's nice to get at least a little four-foot extension on them to kind of shed the water up and away from the property instead of distributing it all next to the foundation because you could try to create water problems. These are the things that you can do to pretty much guarantee seepage or water getting into your, uh, you know, basement. Mm -hmm. uh, the other which we come along, come across a lot is the grade on the house uh, in relationship to the foundation. Usually you like to have the grade, you know, pitch so the water runs away from the home. And what happens a lot of times, the grade is neutral or tipped towards the house. So every time it rains, the water runs right towards the home. And that's another thing because you know, seepage or water concerns downstairs in the basement. And sometimes, you know, if those type of things, you know, getting the grade straightened out, extensions on the downspouts, doesn't take care of it to your satisfaction. Your next step is getting a professional company in there to put, a, you know, a um, some sort of a sub pump or a perimeter or a French drain inside the house to control the water. Mm -hmm. So you just summed up our whole show. Yeah, we can, pretty we can much. go now. Like, <laughs> yeah, thanks so much, Steve. It's been really great. <laughs> and so that's it. I mean, you just heard it right here. Um, but I think that um, I'll just get back to the one house in particular is 
um, a couple of telltale signs. And and it's interesting to me too, because when I go into people's homes doing an analysis for them, because again, I do a lot of the listing part for our team. And if I see different things like that Steve has showed me, like this is an indicator that there is an issue or there has been, or there was, it could have been resolved, but knowing that it was resolved is a big thing. And that's why when I tell people, and I'm sure all of our WATD listeners and Facebook fans out there or whatever they are, um, are actually probably sick of hearing me say this, but I go through somebody's home with the eyes of a buyer because buyers are looking for what's wrong, not for what's right. So if I'm walking through a basement and I see, you know, the like, let's just say it's a finished basement and I can see like wood jams, you know, the like they're all punky on the corners and you can see like mm-hmm. there, there was water at one point. You can actually see the height of it. Yeah. Um, and also like it sucks up into the, you know, into the sheetrock or wood, like some of the older homes, I was in an older home recently and I saw it in the wood. So mm-hmm. it had, had been there. Now, when it happened, these people didn't happen to know, but I was like, well, it did happen at some time. The other thing and what Steve picked up on this house was, um, you know, I don't even know what they're called, Steve, but they're not like real wood, but like, remember like those closet doors was where the oil tank was behind that oil. There was an oil tank and then there was like these, you know, the doors. Yeah, this is kind of made out of like a cardboard base or a masonite type material and they're like a sponge. As soon as they get a little bit of moisture in them, they tend, you know, they tend to be like a, you know, a brand new sponge from Stop and Shop will just absorb the water and starting to, you know, get thicker and then it separates from the frame. Yeah. So that happened. And then the other telltale that Steve picked up on, on this house that I didn't notice, I noticed the, because you could see like the brown stain on the bottom. Yeah. Um, like where the water was seeping up, but he, the um, Steve had noticed that the legs on the oil tank were rusted. Mm. So that was an indicator too. You're so smart, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and that's the other thing too, is, I mean, you did put a lot of everything in there. So I know Melissa has a whole agenda here. So you might have to repeat yourself on some of these pieces and topics. <laughs> What do you got for us, Matt? Well, we were just going to start off with signs that you may have water in the basement. So the first one that I had on my list was the, I'm going to butcher this, the efflorescence. Is that what it's called? Efflorescence, yes. Okay. Is that what makes your walls sparkle, sort of? Uh, like a white powdery substance? Is you end up with this white powdery stuff on mm-hmm. the walls. And if you touch it, it's almost like a talcum powder. And that's the mm-hmm. uh, efflorescence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's an indicator that water is seeping through your walls, correct? Uh, either seeping through or just a very, very high moisture content on the back side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, another sign you did talk about, like a musty odor. So a lot of the times, like we'll walk into homes and we'll go into the basement and all of a sudden it just hits you like a train oh, <laughs> when you God. open the door. Um, so like, you know, you can put a, what, like a dehumidifier down there mm-hmm. and stuff like that, but it's not, obviously that's not going to get rid of the issue, but it is mm-hmm. an indicator that you have water somewhere in the basement. Mm-hmm. Um, mold, obviously, if you see mold, you'll, you know, you want it to get inspected by a, um, a mold specialist. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if you see any mushrooms growing down there. Yeah. Or, <laughs> you can have a mushroom garden down there. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
And then Sharon, you talked about stains. So, you know, are the floors, walls, or ceiling discovered? Um, most of the stains are like a yellowish brown or like brown, mm-hmm. even black or green. Uh, well, one of the other things too, I'm just thinking of this one house. And again, we did bring up the fact that there was water, but when we went there the other day, it had like part of the floor was almost like a laminate floor, like wood laminate on one side of it. But the other had like these like vinyl tiles but they were all like peeling up mm-hmm. and now they got so much water um, because he was literally trying to pump water thinking it was groundwater. He thought at some point, Oh, it must be have a crack in the foundation. But that's the other thing too. That's hard for Steve is he couldn't even, you know, he, you know, you have these tiles stuck to the floor in a basement. So you can't even see the foundation floor if yeah. there is a crack or anything. So is somebody hiding something you would hope not, but I said to him, after all this water, he's going to have to definitely, you know, he called insurance company and everything. I'll have to follow up. It, it all has to come up because it's all underneath that. Yeah. 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 And it's a mess. Yeah, no, water is terrible. You know, it gets underneath there and it, you know, it actually, you know, ruins the adhesive where everything's glued down to the floor. Yeah. You know what else, Steve, in this house? Well, this is, it's not funny, but this yeah. is, I mean... First of all, my client, I love them. They're like family to me. Well, they are family to me. So it's my best friend's um, mother and uh, stepfather. And, you know, he had been thinking, you know, oh, I think I got the problem solved. One of the drains, like one of the gutters was going into like sort of this like drain uh, down, you know, where whatever the downspout came down, but that got clogged. So he fixed it. So he was only getting like some dripping in the corner where this oil tank was. And then it stopped. And then like five days later, water started pouring in again. And he was like, I, it must be coming up from the ground. Like I, like everything else is clear. I can't figure it out. So that's when Mark and I were like, all right, well, let's just go over there and just see what the heck is going on over there. Mm-hmm. And now I'm thinking, all right, this is going to be a 93A lawsuit because this chick definitely lied. Like if she was getting this much water, he was down there what? with a wet vac just sucking up water for five days. Mm. Couldn't keep up with it. Couldn't figure out where it was coming from. Lo and behold, go around the corner and the water heater was gone. So he was literally just sucking up water against the tide. Yeah. Like he should have just been down to the Beach. Yeah. He yeah. would have gotten yeah. further. Yeah. Back yeah. Beach. <laughs> what were you saying, Steve? Yeah, that hot water tank just kept uh, replacing the water that he's sucking up down below. Yeah, mm. or we just kept on going and going and going and going. So we finally got that shut off. Mark had to replace it, but there was water literally everywhere. Everything ugh, it was a mess. Yeah, water can cause a lot of damage if it's not taken care of properly, especially, um, and I think our past show with Watchman Waterproofing is on um, talkrealestateroundtable.com or you can go into your podcast app and look for it. Um, but they talk about how you can remediate the issue. So mm-hmm. it's taking the water out and also making sure that you don't get water back in. So you're yeah. waterproofing your basement. Well, one of the interesting things too is, and I'm really concerned because they are older. So, I mean, she's going to be turning 80 in September and I'm really concerned about mold and the amount of water that they were getting. And I, he, he called serve pro initially before he called me, which makes sense. And they said, well, we can't come out until you stop the water, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, you just have to be careful because of that, you know, that mold grows yeah. down there. And I get nervous, like, when there's water in the basement and with, like, electricity. Mm-hmm. Oh, he had electric, he had extension cords, like, oh, go to okay. a Christmas tree. Don't, 
draped, draped in water. Yeah. Steve, let me ask you a question about that too, though, is, you know, like, the, and, and it's, I sort of know the answer, but like, I'd love for you to explain to people one of the things that he had said to me. And I was like, you really, really have to get this taken care of. I mean, you know, Joni's going to be 80 and she is a smoker. She always has been like, we just have to be careful. And he's like, well, she never comes down to the basement anyways. That doesn't really matter, does it? It does not, you know, because what happens is, is say if you have a forced hot air system, AC, that stuff's going to permeate up throughout the home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so you're going to have the concern, you know, upstairs, you know, probably sooner than later, you know, it's just going to fester downstairs. So as soon as they get that dried out, you want to get someone to come in there to see if you do have any uh, mold growth in there. If they uh, do have some, you want to get it treated, remediated, and... Um, is there like a, a time frame where you have to like sort of give it like time like time how for long mold? Yeah, like, yeah, like, dry, how, like like how, how long fast does mold start yeah. after it's dried up like if yeah, you dry it out after seven days you know something you know huh? you go in the bathroom and uh you, you mm-hmm. wash the ceilings oh, and true. seven days later if you don't use the fan and 15 you know 15 minute showers twice a day you're gonna mm-hmm. have you know mildew or mold starting to grow on yeah. the ceiling very quickly yeah like a big petri dish Ugh. Yeah. Well, I did put on my list home inspection is a great way <laughs> to know if you have uh, water mm-hmm. in the basement. Well, if you're a buyer, at least, you know, mm-hmm. you're going through a house and you want to make sure that you don't have water in the basement. Always get a home inspection. Always call. Mm-hmm. Always call. Uh, well, and I <laughs> think it's really, yeah, always call Imperial. Who else would you call? That was funny when they asked me for another like referral. I was like, well, that's who I use. If you uh, don't feel comfortable with my referral, you'll have to use Google. <laughs> but um, one of the things, yeah, actually, I'm going to see you tomorrow, actually, at 2 o'clock in Rosendale. Yeah. Um, one of the other things, too, with the water in the basement, I just sort of lost my train of thought there. Oh, well, one of the things that's really important for homeowners is, you know, I just think about, like, these are two people that really don't go in their basement. And, you know, I guess it's really important to go down in your basement every so often because there was no indicator. Like, they, they didn't you know, they were still getting hot water. So there was no indicator that the water heater was gone. Well, I'm just thinking about, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Steve. Nope, I just, I was just agreeing with you. No indication that the hot water tank was gone. Yeah, so you should go down there. Yeah, well, I'm just thinking about, like, at our house, like, we don't really go down in the basement, like, because it's unfinished. So it's really just storage or, like, I'll go tomorrow because that's where Zoe's box is because I have to take her to the vet. But, like, (laughs) other than that, I I don't really go down to the basement. Um, But, you know, so you think about, you talked talked about the crack in your chimney um, chimney because you never notice it because you never go on that side of the house. Well, Mm -hmm. if you never really go into your unfinished, finished basement you know unless you need some sort of storage especially if you don't have laundry Mm. down there anything like how often do you really go down in your basement so you should add that we have to add that to our list that we give every year to people yeah these are things you have to check for (laughs) yeah well people should be going down there more often i I would guess more often than not well i mean don't like (laughs) it's unfinished you can't live down there well yeah but you should check it i would say check it once a week yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah. your, your water heater could be going right now. I mean, you could have like a foot of water down there. You don't even know. I, I, yeah, I have no idea. 
that's not my problem. That's Mary and Sam's problem. <laughs> oh, Mary is not with us tonight. Oh, yes. Uh, but she, she'll be back next week. Yes, but, um, she will. Uh, yeah, so can we talk more about how you can get water into your basement? So we talked about cracks in your basement walls and floors, um, broken and leaking pipes, um, mm-hmm. again, might be an indicator that you would get water yeah. um, down there. Um, poor drainage around your home. Um, you sort of talked about it um, uh, briefly about, you know, doing some drainage or whatever, but I was looking up some things that you can sort of prevent water getting into your basement around. So if you check your landscaping, your soil should slope away from the foundation to make sure that water flows away. And we talked about this a couple of weeks ago about um, when we were talking about termites. So when you have um, like wood chips around your house, that that attracts more termites. So you really should have that drainage sort of going away. So Mm -hmm. if you could do rocks or something that would sort of like make it flow, Mm -hmm. it should be flowing away from your house. So your downspouts, your Mm -hmm. gutters and everything. Rocks aren't your best bet because I see a lot of people that they do Don't listen to me, anybody. (laughs) (laughs) We were talking about the rocks because uh, we were talking about termites a couple of weeks ago. Um, And so it's not like really great to put mulch like around your house. Like near the foundation, right. right up against the foundation. So, what is your suggestion? If why wouldn't you want to put rocks there because of water? Yeah, what happens with the uh, rocks is say if your grade is already tipped toward the house, and then you put rocks on it, the rocks are very permeable, and the water is just going to filter through the rocks, and you're going to have the same situation, but it's just going to look pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's yeah. not good. So you, you know, it's a solid base on there, so it's going to take that water and allow it to channel away, you know, from the home. Mm-hmm. I'm actually just thinking about, you know, how important it is to, like, actually walk around your house often because, <laughs> now it's weird, though, because I am using my own situations here as an example, but, you know, even, it was just yesterday morning, I was up early, and I had noticed, like, some cobwebby stuff over in near my garage. Now, we put the garage up, what, two years ago, three years ago, and... I just happened to notice, like I was underneath and I just sort of blew like the water. I didn't blow up the water, but you know what I mean? I was spraying mm-hmm. the water up there and then I saw like clunk of mud and I was like, oh my God, I think the gutters are full. Mm-hmm. So that like that's regular maintenance that people should be doing every year, probably a couple times a year, depending on when the trees are shedding or whatever. What do they call that? <laughs> what do they shoot? Sh- they, when they fall, leaves, when the leaves fall from a tree, what's that called? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, change of season (laughs) i I don't know the technical term maybe we can call somebody yeah i don't know what it's called but when they're shedding leaves um (laughs) when the leaves are falling i mean you should check that but we have pine needle like Mm -hmm. pine trees so they Mm -hmm. were stuffed with that but now i'm interested so steve i have no idea so i'm i might have to talk to you off air there's a corner of my house like looking, I have a cape. So looking at the front of the house, mm-hmm. there was some like cobwebby thing. So I was like, all right, let me just spray those off with some water. But before that, I heard drip, drip, drip. Now we don't use our front door to go into the house. We use our side door. Yeah. And I was like, what is that? And I looked, Steve, like right in the front of my house, there's like, a, you can see this, wherever this water is coming from has been dripping for a very long time because it made a oh, hole. Wow. Yeah. And wow. I cannot figure out where it's coming from. My guess might be... I know we have an AC thing up in the attic. It must be like that's something I should probably check. Yeah, maybe <laughs> you should probably yeah, tell. Yeah, it might be a condensation drain tube from the uh, 
Ekenishna for the condensation to go out because a lot of times they'll tie that into a gutter, and that's why on a dry day and it's in your AC running, you'll see water coming out of your uh, downspouts. That's just to condensate from the uh, AC unit. All right, so that's probably what it is. Um, yeah. Someone, so Michelle Fay, who is a full-time real estate agent here at Boston Connect Real Estate, is watching us live on Facebook, and um, she said, "Hi, I did once <laughs> when I first bought my house, and the contractor put dirt up against the foundation and haven't had any since." So the house that you're in right now, I wonder. Yeah. Yeah. So I was her buyer's agent on that. So the contractor put dirt up. Dirt so up maybe it wasn't graded the right way. Yeah, maybe. I mean, Steve, how does water get through cement? Like if you have a, a concrete foundation, I mean, water can just like get through cement. It just finds its way through anything. Concrete, uh, but what it does is those are the signs that there's a lot of water collection on the backside of those concrete foundations. And say if you do have a crack in the foundation, that will find it and kind of make its way into the house. And then the other is if you put enough water on the outside, Sometimes the water will tend to come up between where the floor joins up with the foundation wall. There's always a little bit of a gap or a seam there. And if you put enough water pressure on there, it will come up through there, too. Hmm. Interesting. The more you know. I know. Well, that, like, rainbow thing that yeah. you know, the more you know. Oh, yeah. Well, right now, can you see me? I'm, like, in a daze right You're now like, because what? I'm, like, well, no, because I'm thinking about, like, all the different areas where you could get water. Like, okay, so... Let's okay. So now we're talking about water in the basement. Steve, do you have any other like tips or insight about water in the basement? What people should be looking for, or what they can do to prevent the water in the basement? Because then I'd like to talk about water stains on the ceilings yeah. and what you're seeing with that. And we should talk about some. Well, that pretty much covers everything for you know water in the basement. And every time, every house is individual, and those are the telltale signs. And you bring someone in that specializes in that, and then kind of pinpoint what the solution would be, you know, for the home. Mm -hmm. I know sometimes too, Steve, I've heard you, I remember one time I was with you, this is where my mind is like scattered, I'm sorry to all IWAT listeners, you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable, you're listening to myself, Sharon McNamara, I'm the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate here on the South Shore, along with the director of operations and everything else that happens in this building, um, and <laughs> with our agents, Melissa Wallace, um, again with Steve Cook from Imperial Inspection Services, the best of the best, and I'm not lying, I wouldn't refer him if I thought that he was a not a good one. So um, the only one that I would ever trust my clients or my family to. Um, and we're talking about wind, uh, water woes and uh, how to prevent water woes in your house. But um, what are we going to just say something about water? Oh, so about like, water's on the ceiling. Yeah, water in the ceiling. But oh, I know in the basement, one other thing. I remember being with you one time and there was actually like a mud level on something. Like, like you could actually see, I mean, you know what it was? I think it was on the furnace or uh, uh, the water heater. Or it was on one of the boiler or something. And Steve's, you were like, oh, there must have been water at some point. Like, so he's looking for everything. And I think homeowners think that they can get away with it. Yeah. yeah, we look, take the cover off the boiler. A lot of times if the homeowners, you know, trying to clean something up, they'll do the outside of the boiler, but they don't know the inside that we take a look. And then you open up the boiler and then right on the inside, you see this uh, like almost like a silt line six to you know twelve inches off the floor, and then you can say, "Geez, you know, you've had water at this depth, you know, a few times," and then you can usually count how many times where the silt line is. 
Yeah. See, it's so interesting. It was almost like being in the Grand Canyon with him and he was like counting the layers of like earth. <laughs> but that again, you, you hate to think that somebody is being, um, you know, that they're just, you know, that they're not disclosing everything. But as listing agents, you know, people will ask me questions and my response is always the seller has informed me. I have never lived here. Like, yeah. I don't know. So, you know, to think that, you know, somebody would take the time to wash the outside of a boiler, not realizing we're looking on the inside too. So that's sort of right. scary. So water in ceilings. Can we talk about that? Or did you have other things, Mel? You can talk about water and ceilings. I don't know anything about it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm just sort of curious because we're just talking about water. But what made me think about it is my AC condenser being up in my ceiling. I mean, up in my ceiling, up in my attic. Mm -hmm. That should probably be checked every so often, right? I would think. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, usually once a year, you know, when you change the filter up there, you want to see if anything's been overflowing. You look at the condensation uh, overflow pan, and a lot of times if you have a concern, you'll see rust inside there or sometimes, you know, physical water. And those mm -hmm. are things, you know, when you first fire it up after, say, you know, an hour running, you may just want to poke your head back up there. Just make sure that the water's draining off properly. You know, the insulation hasn't fallen off the low-pressure line, and it's not dripping all over the place. And Mm -hmm. Yeah, I when I turned the AC on for the first time in the office this year, I called Mark before to get permission. It's like, you don't have to call me. And I'm like, no, I'm just more like, I want to know, is, is it going to blow up or like water going to come through the ceiling? Like, I just want to make sure that that doesn't happen before I turn it on. Um, but he gave me the go and he's like, I'll check on it later. So, oh boy. so I got permission from Mr. McNamara. Yes, because I think our condenser is up there too, right? Is it yeah. the condenser that's up there? Because I feel like the condenser is outside. Something is in now, the, the attic. Is outside, and the air handler or evaporator is uh, on the inside. Okay. All right. Yeah. What he said. Good thing we. I have. think it's that big thing outside that <laughs> makes all the noise. <laughs> Whatever he said. Yeah. 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 That's what we're agreeing with. All right. So, what are some of the other? You know, with all this rain, let's talk about that. So, what are some? What have you been seeing in some of the home inspections? I mean, have you been using your little moisture meter and seeing all kinds of things with all this weather? Yep, uh, it just happened on the last call today when I was up in uh, Quincy. And they had a finished off basement downstairs, and the sheetrock was patched down below, and it was one of those, never had water downstairs. And uh, lo and behold, we look at the backside of the sheetrock from the closet, and there was, like, mold growing down there. And then I put the moisture uh -huh. meter on it, and it was uh, damp. Uh -huh. The yeah, first time. So, uh, yep. So I mean, you don't get molds the first time that you get water. No. No, you don't. But, you know, after, if it stays wet for a few weeks, you know, that makes a perfect medium for it to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, can we talk about sump pumps for a second? Yeah, you can um, talk about anything you want. It's our show. Um, so one of the things that I was looking up of, like, how you can get water in your basement is, so you put in a sump pump because you have gotten water, but then the sump pump fails. So that is an indicator <laughs> that you're going to get some water in it. Mm -hmm. Do you have any, like, stories about sump yeah, pumps Yeah, so I do, actually. And, I mean, this is a good one, too. I mean, we'll, we're staying in the basement for a while, so... Um, Getting rid of the water. I mean, Steve just gave all of our WATD listeners some ideas of, you know, yeah. keeping how to keep water out of your house. But if it's coming up through the foundation, um, I, I don't, I, is that where it comes when you have groundwater? Like when you put the sump pump in, is it just coming up through the ground? That will come right up through the bottom of the uh, foundation. And sometimes this is cracks on the floor and you've seen it before. 
uh, the cracks in the basement floor has this white stain along it. That's the efflorescence, and through hydraulic loading, it's pushing the water up through those cracks, and that's what's making those white lines down below. So then that's when people would put in a sump pump because then that would take the ground water and then you're usually just pushing it away from yeah. the house, right? So Doesn't you're taking the water from like out of the house? And then like pump it out? Is trying to keep the water level below there. But, you know, if you get into a bona fide system uh, like Watchman does, they do a great job on the systems they put in. They usually put a battery backup on there. So mm. in the event of a power failure, and that's when most of the time it's raining, you're getting the water and the power fails, the pump isn't going to work. But they incorporate a uh, you know twelve volt battery, which gives you backup, and that pump will kick in, and uh, hopefully you know the power will return you know before you drain the battery and keep the basement uh, somewhat dry. Yeah, so that's it's interesting because the building that we purchased for Boston Connect Real Estate right here in Pembroke Center is um, I knew that they had had water here, and I've known people. I've asked several times, did they have water? They said no, but there was every indicator that they did have water. Mm-hmm. But I we there is a sump pump down there, and it's interesting because we knock on wood haven't had any problem with water. And Mark actually, it was the gutters were coming down and literally going into. Like the into the they window were going wells. into the window, but when we bought the building, there was a hose coming out of the sump pump, and somebody had cut a hole into the window, and the hose was just like hanging outside of the yeah. window. But like the water just dripped right out and went back into the yeah. window, so like and then down the walls, so it didn't really do anything. It didn't do anything. <laughs> it was sucking it out and putting it back in. So we haven't had an issue with that. But I did say to Mark this last storm, you know, with all this rain this month, I was like I would feel much better having a generator up at the office or one of what Steve was just talking about with the battery backup. So uh, that's on my list of things to do. But one of the things we did do is Mark did put in um, like a commercial grade dehumidifier here just mm-hmm. because it always just smelt. I hate the smell of a funky basement. Yeah. It always smelt that way to me. So it's nice and dry now though. Yeah. And it's cooler down there. Yeah. 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 All right. What else? <laughs> so we no got? water in the basement here. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah. So we we sort of talked about when a sump pump fails, a water heater fails. Oh yeah, I got another good story. Oh, okay. All right. Listen. Story? No. No. Remember the one that the house, the listing that we had down the Cape. Oh, yeah. And it was vacant. Yeah. And I don't know, Steve. I don't know if mm, nope, Steve wouldn't have been involved in this because I was the listing agent. You were on showing it, it were you? Yeah. So <laughs> what happened? We had all that snow and down the Cape, they lost like electricity for like three or four days. The house was vacant. Nobody had gone down there. And I was showing the property. So I show up and, um, you know, I was going to bring them down into the basement. And no lie, there was up to my shins. Well, the part that you skipped of that story was you were showing the house and they had literally just asked you, is there water? Have they gotten water in the basement? And you said, well, my client has not indicated that they've gotten water in the basement. Open the door. There's water in the basement. And I go, and I guess you could literally, I said, and the fishing is free. Um, (laughs) But it was very apparent what happened is during when the what when the the electricity kept on going on and off on and off and everything mm-hmm. and it blew out the the sump pump yeah and then the sump pump wasn't working and water was just gushing in so yeah that was not good yeah i mean i i think the moral of the story is always if you have a vacant property you should always be checking in on it there's alarms and things i think that you can get you know what i mean yeah. so if it gets wet like it would cause you, you know, i would think that yeah. it would go yeah. off 
right up to your uh, cell phone. They just sit on the floor, and they hook in with your Internet in your house or your Wi-Fi. And if the floor becomes damp, it will call your, your cell phone saying, hey, listen. Uh, your floor is wet. You better go check out it. Yeah, check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, we only have like four minutes left, and I do want to talk about some science, different things to look for if you do see some water stains on your ceiling, because I'm thinking of a couple, one that always happens. Um, but I do want to let everybody know that uh, Rob Hackla, uh, who does the morning show here at WATD, um, is having what he's calling celebrity um, <laughs> Uh, co-hosts with him and throughout the month of July, I believe, or through August. And I was invited to be one of his co-hosts. So I am going to be on the air um, all morning, Thursday morning with Rob Hackla doing the morning show uh, from 6 a.m. till 10 a.m. Oh. Yeah. So you get to have a wine break like uh, Kathy Lee and Hoda? Oh, yeah. I wonder. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe I'll bring some some things with me and we can, you know, have some wine or maybe I'll sample different things with him in the morning. I yeah. don't know that he, he, I don't know that Rob would do that. Uh, I would. I'm a <laughs> yeah. I would. I would. Um, yeah. So again, uh, listen for me. Um, we won't be just. I'm not going to be talking real estate. I'm going to be talking about whatever he has uh, on his morning show that day, and uh, just participating as a co-host on WATD uh, this Thursday from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. with Rob Hackala. So please join me uh, and call in. Uh, we're getting close to closing here, but um, closing time. You always sing that. One last call for alcohol. <laughs> so finish your whiskey and wine. All right. So one thing. Steve, in the kitchen, there's usually like a lot of people, if they have small kids, I'm going to give you a test. There's a water stain. Bathroom is right above it. What's the cause, do you think, of that water stain? Usually the bathtub and usually someone not pulling the shower curtain back or the kids having a hell of a time up there. So funny, isn't it? Mark, he gets that call all the time. And people are like, something's leaking. One of my pipes is leaking. And they're like completely freaked out. Mark will run the water in the shower. He's like, look, nothing is wet. And then he'll take a cup and he'll literally pour water up against the side of the tub where the tile isn't needing anymore. The grout's all pulled out. And there you go. So there you go. So you don't have to call the plumber and pay that fee. You all you have to do is do that test yourself. What are um, we have two minutes? So what are some of actually? You know what? Instead of talking about this, we'll have Steve on another yeah. time. Where we'll talk about all different things that he does in home inspection because I definitely want to give him an opportunity to let all of our WATD listeners um, and our podcast listeners because you're listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. Um, how can people get in touch with you if they want to do a home inspection for their own purposes? Because I think it's good to know your own home or if they are purchasing a home. Sure, they can reach us at uh, 1-800-440-1141. Again, 1-800-440-1141. And what is your website? Uh, the Imperial Inspection Services.com. Perfect. Thank you so Thank much, you Steve. Thank you so much, Steve. And being our co-host. Thank you. And you can reach me and Melissa at bostonconnect.com. We'll talk to you next week, everybody. Bye, Ben. Bye, ladies.